Hi, this is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I want to dedicate today's podcast, February 4th, a date that will always have sentimental value to me. I want to dedicate it to Justin and Joseph, Austin and Eric. God bless you. And I need male listenership. Tell your friends. Tell your buddies. Okay, let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his surpassing greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And Luke twenty two thirty nine, he came out and went, as was his custom to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw away, knelt down and prayed. Amen. Matthew 7, ask and it will be given you, search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened for you, for everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened, love it. I've heard many inspiring stories of God coming into people's lives and working miracles. Although I am blessed with many things, I've also had my share of misfortune. During difficult times, I have felt abandoned, and this causes me to resent God for helping others in their time of need and neglecting me. I avoid posing this very important question, did I seek God? The answer, of course, has to be no. I'm usually too busy thinking of the obstacles in my life to stop and ask God for his help. It's wrong to expect him to just come and help whenever I need him, while I've completely ignored him through good times and bad. A very wise teacher told me once, You cannot treat God like some sort of gumball machine dispensing candy whenever you need it. God is more. God is more than a friend. If one of your closest friends had become distant from you, but then suddenly came to you because they wanted something from you, wouldn't you be a little offended? Yes, you would. Because a relationship in which a person is used only for personal gain is completely wrong. 
We need to ask God during good times and bad. It's time that we stopped expecting him to magically appear whenever things go wrong and start seeking his love through prayer and the sacraments. Amen. Good job. Amen. Amen. Come to Jesus with an open heart. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And that's Matthew 18. Jesus is very humble and always comes to us in a humble manner. So this is how he wants us to approach him. He only wishes for us to come to him with an open heart. We can tell Jesus anything we want and speak to him about anything that is troubling us. Jesus always receives us with open arms and turns no one away. In the ancient world, children had little or no worth. They were looked down upon sometimes. Jesus will never, ever look down on us. We are his children, and he loves us, just as our fathers and mothers love us, and even more. When Jesus took the children up into his arms in the scripture passage, he wanted to show his disciples that children were very humble and that this is the same way he wants us to come to him. Amen. Definitely a thought to ponder. Stay right there. Be right back. Okay, and hope for each day. Psalm 146.10, the Lord shall reign forever. They're talking about God's sovereign power and constant presence. If we looked only at the headlines every day, we would have good reason to be pessimistic about the future. But don't forget two important truths. First, the future is in God's hands and nothing takes him by surprise. He is sovereign over the history of the world as well as our own personal histories and behind the scenes, he is at work to accomplish his purposes. Even when the future seems dark, we can turn to God who reigns forever and completely trust the future into his hands. And then second, Never forget that even when the future is unclear, God is with those of us who are trusting Christ as our Savior and Lord, and he helps us. The Apostle Paul faced great danger and uncertainty, but he could still say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No matter what the future holds for you, no matter what today holds for you. You do not face it alone as long as you know Christ. Amen. 
God's purpose for your life. Psalm 102.20 To set free that men may tell the name of the Lord. Are you ever afraid to approach the Father? Reluctant to discover what he really thinks about you? Well, certainly interacting with Holy God can make anyone feel vulnerable. We see this in the story of Isaiah. The moment he came into the Lord's presence, he was overwhelmed by his own sinfulness. However, as we learn from Isaiah's account, this conviction we feel in his presence is never for our condemnation. Rather, it's meant to set us free, make us stronger, and ready us for a grander vision. God holds out his great love for you, working so that you can be transformed by the power of his Holy Spirit, established in your faith and prepared for the great plans he has for you. So, those feelings of conviction you may have are not God condemning or rejecting you. Far from it. He always feels love and forgiveness towards you regardless of what you've done. Your father is saying your life matters to him and he sees more in you than you do in yourself. So anytime you fear his presence, remember that. Turn to him immediately and experience his love and grander purposes for your life. Jesus, thank you that your correction is just that, for refining, not condemning. Send me to do your will. Amen. Amen. Love it. And now prayers from the wilderness, written by Avis Marcus. She just knows how to pray. Close your eyes and bow your head. Dear Lord, sometimes, in fact many times, I allow the changing tide of life to upset me. I can just finish praying and then wham, the adversary introduces a thought or a situation into my day, disrupts my spirit, and steals my peace. I know the enemy takes pleasure in attempting to pull my mind and behavior away from you. And on a day when I am overwhelmed with problems, he temporarily can succeed. But Father, I desire to make his efforts futile and achieve the victory that can only be obtained through you. So I pray your peace will rule my spirit and dominate my thoughts. When the problems of life attack me, let your peace be my weapon of victory. When circumstances seem like they will never change, let your peace help me to wait patiently for your breakthrough. When my feelings are bruised, let your peace be the salve that heals me. When my physical eyes can only see the problem, let my spiritual eyes stay focused on your peace as the solution. Father, 
Make me a vessel of peace so that others observe what it means to handle the crisis in life with you as my deliverer and my peace. Bless me with your presence in times of joy, in times of doubt, in times of weakness. Help me to stay connected to you. Let my faith, hope, and peace rest in you as my Father, my Savior, and my Comforter. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Psalm 34, 14. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite heart. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Amen. Be back with some more. What gives you a sense of fulfillment and purpose? Is it your family, your job, hobbies, or relationships? Well, none of these are wrong, but they can easily disappoint you if you haven't made the Lord your chief pursuit in life. While Jesus was sitting by a well in the region of Samaria, he met a woman who was vainly seeking fulfillment. She'd been married five times, and most likely each broken relationship left her feeling more unloved than before. As they talked, Jesus pinpointed her sin by revealing that she was now living with a man who was not her husband. He wasn't being cruel, but instead was helping her recognize that she needed a savior. Every prior attempt to fill up her life had been futile, and now Jesus offered the only solution that truly fulfills him, himself. He offered to give her living water, which satisfies so completely that whoever drinks it will never thirst again. Do you ever feel like the Samaritan woman, dissatisfied with life, thirsty for love, thirsty for a purpose or fulfillment. Surrender to Jesus Christ and allow his life and love to flow through you. Only then will you experience the fullness he promises. Amen. I did want to share something um, that I discovered today. That if you are out in the world, be it wherever, the laundromat, the gas station, wherever you have a minute to grab a sincere chat with a stranger, it's so interesting what is revealed. 
actually in just a few sentences that person can disclose to you, uh, you know, whether or not they're living in sin, you know, or what their problem is. Because remember, we are angels of the Lord out there doing his work. And the whole purpose of all of this is to bring lost souls to Christ. Truly, it's to help others, each one reach one, so that united we stand. So, uh, back to the story. So, the guy was talking to me, and, you know, he was telling me that, you know, he lived with his girlfriend, and, you know, they were expecting their second child, And I immediately said to him, I said, are you thinking about getting married? Or what about just having your relationship and family blessed? And he said, no, I'm not thinking about marriage. I'm actually trying to figure out a way that I can get away from her. So I was really saddened by this conversation. Uh, Because look at how it's just laced with darkness and confusion. And he really needs Jesus. So when you come across somebody who is a little off track with their thinking, with their actions, please try to speak God into their life. I did eventually get around to bringing up God in our conversation And it was really beautiful what he said because something tragic had happened to him. And I said, oh, were you mad at the Lord? And he said, oh, no, not at all. You know, he said, I, you know, I fear the Lord and I just, you know, need to get everything right with him. And I said, you do just start there. Okay. Sorry to babble, but I just wanted to say that everywhere we go, we can help someone. Philippians 2.13 It is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. The only purpose or intention God has ever had is altogether good. When the Bible speaks of the sovereign exercise of the pleasure of his will, there is no hint of arbitrariness or wicked intent. The pleasure of his will is always the good pleasure of his will. And his pleasure is always good. And his will is always good. And his intentions for us are always good. Amen. Okay, in God's way, day by day. The temple of God. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Having grown up a devout Jew, Paul had a great deal of respect for the temple. To the nation of Israel, it represented the presence of God among his people. When Christ was crucified, there was no longer any need for the temple. God no longer needed a building. He was free to take up residency in the heart of every man. By referring to believers as temples, 
Paul was announcing that God had changed his residency for good, that he had left the temple in Jerusalem and through the person of the Holy Spirit had moved into the hearts of his people. Amen. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, follow the Lord's footsteps. This is in my devotional. Matthew 4, 19. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Jesus asked his disciples to follow him, and he asked us to do the same. Following Jesus requires staying right on his heels. We need to be close enough to hear his whisper. Stay close to his heart by opening the Bible daily. Allow his word to speak to your heart and give you direction throughout the day. Offer up prayers for guidance and wisdom. Keep in step with him and his close presence will bless you beyond measure. Dear Lord, grant me the desire to follow you. Help me not run ahead or lag behind. Amen. Thank you so much for coming to pray with me today. We're getting these blessings started. We're going to be up to our chin in blessings. Cannot wait. So remember, let your light shine. Go out, help another. Remember that you are representing the Lord. Remember that we don't have a whole lot of time to save souls, but we definitely are on a crusade to bring as many people as we can closer to God, especially now. Okay, come back tomorrow. Bring a friend or two or three. (laughs) Bye for now.